Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, February 7th, and we're doing a special Wednesday edition of our usually almost always weekly video and podcast. We're doing it Wednesday today for a couple reasons. One, well, I'm not going to be in most of the rest of the week. Tomorrow, I'm heading out to visit a funeral home. Uh, that I'm going to do one of those pre-inspection inspections for that we uh, do, as well as they're going to be signing up to be a Missouri Funeral Trust provider. So I'm going to go over all the paperwork with them on that. So that's good. Friday, I'm taking a day of vacation. That way I get in a four-day weekend because Monday the office is closed. It is a both state and national holiday. As always, if it's an emergency and you need to get a hold of me, call the office Uh, One of the uh, folks here will get in touch with me if they need to. If you get the answering service, tell them it's urgent and Don Otto needs to be paged. Also on this, I know some of you out there have my cell phone and that's fine, but I have been getting about two dozen calls a day. Uh, They're spam calls. Uh, I don't know what's happened. They're going, it's going crazy. So I do have my thing set up. So if it's not a known number, it's going to my voicemail app that I have on that. Uh, leave a voicemail if you get that, and I'll be able to weed out the fake ones and get to you. If I don't return a call from that you send to my cell phone and it is urgent, call the office number 573-635-11-1661, 573-635-1661. And if somebody's here, they'll get a message to me, a text message that I need to call you. And if you get the answering service because it's the weekend or the holiday, Tell them it's urgent and page Don Otto, and they'll do that. That comes through the text messages, not having a problem with those. Okay. The the other reason we're doing this on Wednesday is because we've had some news pop up uh, yesterday that I've been getting a lot of calls about, and I know some of you have been getting calls about it as well. It was an article that was in the Wall Street Journal uh, that painted a very bad picture of the funeral profession. A little background on this. First, as you remember, a couple weeks ago, the FTCA came out with a very unusual press release, something that they've never done before, where they said they did a telephone secret shopper sweep of a whole bunch of funeral homes, uh, over 500 funeral homes, and they caught 38 of them not giving out proper pricing information over the phone, and they sent them warning letters, and they published all those warning letters to each and every one of those funeral homes. That's that's something they haven't done before. Kind of makes you wonder why they did that. Well, two weeks later, then it comes out uh, in the Wall Street Journal, uh, putting this, if you read the article, it, it puts it like all on this evil, horrible funeral profession out there that has uh, tricked the FTC into not releasing data of offenders that are out there. Well, First off, as the Wall Street Journal article, if you could ask about it, it is not a fair article. It is very biased. It is one sided. The National Funeral Directors Association, we were told yesterday, had a Zoom conference call on this, did provide a bunch of information to the reporter on this article that would have made it a very, if they bothered to use it, would have made it a much more fair and balanced piece. But they didn't do that. The things I heard yesterday from people who are on the Zoom call were things like hatchet job, lousy reporting, uh, and those were the things I could repeat. So uh, that's what's going on here. Back to that telephone canvassing that they sent out the, they sent out the press release on two weeks ago. A couple things about that because I've gotten calls on that. We'll do that one first, then the Wall Street Journal article, and then 
what we suspect is going on behind the scenes with all this. Historically, the FTC has always sent out secret shoppers, usually in June, to funeral homes where actually individuals come to a funeral home and see if they can trip you up dealing with the funeral rule, whether or not you give out the price list. A few years ago, they went straight up to receptionists, or whoever was manning the front desk there at the funeral home, and they would just say right out of the blue, um, what is the basic funeral cost around here? And if that receptionist said, well, let me get you a funeral director, eh, they said you violated the funeral rule. The correct response was, we have copies of our general price list right here on this table. Feel free to take one. Uh, you can take it home with you. Uh, or would, would you like to look, talk with the funeral director about it? So you had to, they had to offer them that first. Well, this is the first time they did a phone survey of people. The big thing is, the rule has always said that if you're in a phone conversation with someone, you do have to answer questions that they give you about your prices. And you need to give honest answers, of course. At least one of those funeral homes, according to the warning letters that were sent out, they called them like up on a Monday, asked about a price. They gave them a price. They called the same funeral home again a few days later and they gave a different price. So that was that was wrong. If you're in a phone conversation with someone and they ask you to send them the price list, you don't have to do that. The article doesn't make that clear, but you don't have to send out your general price list right now. But if you do, it needs to be the full price list. One of those other funeral homes that was in this uh, press release that went out, apparently, instead of sending out a full price list, sent out like an advertising brochure that had just their package deals that they have on it. If you do send out a price list, you do need to send out the entire price list. The open question, though, and this has been around for a long time, is do you are you? you Surely you're not required by law to sit there and read your entire seven page price list word for word with all the disclosures out. So what did these conversations consist of? What did the FTC secret shopper ask? What was the actual response? We don't know that. The national organization is apparently going to try to get the transcripts of those phone calls because they assume they were recorded. Don't know if, if we're going to get those or not. Not sure, but they're trying. So we kind of need to see what all that is about. What if somebody just calls up and says, well, what does a funeral cost? Well, that's really not enough information to give a good answer. You almost have to ask a question. Were you talking about a full service funeral or a cremation? Or do you have to start at the top of your price list? Now that FTC has never said that in the past that you had to do that. But until we get a hold of, uh, if possible, what those transcripts of those conversations are, you really aren't going to know. Now, what the FTC did do, which is similar to what they did in the past with the human being secret shoppers, is if they come in and you do everything right, you'll never know you did anything right. OK, they didn't list the names of the 450 funeral homes that did it right, did they? No, they list the name of the 38 or so that they said did something wrong. If you do it wrong the first time, you usually get one of these warning letters and the warning letter says, you know, we caught you doing something not right. Don't do it wrong. Don't do it wrong again. If they catch you more than once doing the same thing, historically, they often send you a letter saying that, you know, you can either pay a fine for what you've done. And that fine can be pretty steep. They don't have to charge the whole amount, but they can go up to above $50,000. Or you can enter into the funeral rule uh, program, a program that is supposed to teach you how to follow the funeral rule. And that's where that Wall Street Journal article comes in. 
because the Wall Street Journal article was coming in talking about 500 funeral homes that were in this program and their names were not published to the whole world. Well, there is no statute. There is no rule that says that the FTC can't send out information like that. But historically, they haven't. And that's a good and there's a good reason they haven't, because here are people that are trying to do the right thing. The FTC could fine them if they want to, but they were given the option instead of fining you, you can go into this funeral rule program and learn how to do it better. So it's a good program. It's it's those 500 funeral homes were trying to do the right thing. And if you do have to talk to somebody about this or you do have to uh, talk to your local media about it, I'll talk about talking with media in just a second. That's kind of the message that this program is voluntary. And these funeral homes, instead of saying, well, I'm just going to write a check and keep doing business the way I've always done it. Cost of doing business. No, they said, well, we want to be better. We want to learn how to do this properly. And so they signed up for the program. That's a good thing. It's so it's kind of kind of confusing with that. What is what about the timing of this? Very interesting. Okay. First off, two weeks before the Wall Street Journal article comes out that says oh, the FTC is not releasing the names of people, they release names. Kind of suspicious, isn't it? Also, as we've mentioned in the past, the FTC is reviewing and about to come out with a new revisions to the funeral rule. And everybody who's dealt with this believes that there's going to be new rules on funeral homes dealing with the funeral rule that are not pleasant. You're not going to like them. The only question is, are you going to not like them a little or are you going to not like them a lot? That's the issue that we're probably looking at. So it would, it would, you know, again, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here, but it would be very useful for the FTC to have out into the media a couple articles about funeral homes being bad just before they come out with a new rule saying, look how we're going to protect the United States of America from these horrible, bad people out there. Thank goodness for the FTC. Thank goodness for the federal government. If they're coming out with new rules that are onerous on the funeral profession, it's very useful for the FTC to have had out in the media, oh my gosh, here's people that need to be regulated really bad. Yeah, that's speculation. But uh, if you are any have any sort of conspiracy theory uh, mindset, it, it makes, makes pretty good sense. What about this funeral rule? Well, the... Uh, Expectations from the national office is that the uh, new revisions to the funeral rule will be coming out in the next week or two, most likely on a Friday. That's usually when they do dumps. Uh, they put this information out on Friday uh, very often. Uh, Good Friday would be a great day for them to do it because a lot of people are uh, taking the week off. They've got other things. They're at church. Some places are closed, all that stuff. So that would be a, a nice way for them to slip that rule out. When the rule comes out, it's going to have a comment period. It doesn't go into effect immediately. Then it has a comment period. After the comment period, and people can, you, you'll be able to make comments. Anybody can make comments they want. Will the FTC listen to the comments? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, then they come out with the final rule. And more often than not, that rule then has a time lag built into it. This goes into effect so many days, 120 days, 180 days, whatever it is 
from the issuant date. So to theoretically give people time to do all this. What is the new rule going to say? Nobody knows for sure. There are a lot of issues with that. The national organization has met with the FTC on numerous occasions about this. Everyone who's dealt with this believes that one of the requirements is going to be that you put your general price list on your web page. What, what does that mean? Does it mean just put a PDF on there? How often are you going to have to renew it? Every You're going to have to revise it all the time. What if you don't really control the website? What if it's done by a third party? How difficult is that? There are funeral homes out there that do not have websites. Is the FTC going to require them to create a website that they don't already have so that they can put the GPL on it? Uh, it's, it's a huge can of worms that's about to get opened up. It won't be pretty no matter what it is. I can pretty well guarantee you. Uh, it's just going to be we're going to have to wait till to see what the rule is and what it says. Getting back to if you've gotten questions about the Wall Street Journal article, if you've gotten questions about that previous press release that came out dealing with the uh, FTC secret shopper phone calls, what do you do when you get a call from the media? Well, the first thing is to be careful. OK, uh, just saying no comment to your media. That usually doesn't play well. That doesn't that doesn't work well. If you have somebody at your funeral home that's experienced with dealing with the media, it's great to refer them with it to there. If you're a member of the association and you want to talk to me about it beforehand, please feel free to call me up. I did, I've done several interviews on this already, and you got to know how these news media people, particularly your local ones, often work. They may talk with you on camera or recording you on the phone for 15 minutes, and they're going to use three seconds of what you said. So you have to be very careful about what you say. Remember, anything that you say can be taken out of context very, very easily. So if you do wind up talking with the media about any of this, make sure that you have in your mind before. Think about it beforehand. You know what they're going to be asking about. Think about things that you can say that are sound biteable. <laughs> nice little snippets that if they're going to pull something out, gets the message across, gets the message across with, uh, you know, out being able to be taken and misconstrued easily. Believe me, anything, anything can be misconstrued, but you you want to make it as easy for the reporter to do their job. Their job is they're going to be doing a very short broadcast on TV or radio. They're going to be pulling, talking about stuff that they want to talk about. And then they're going to insert a few quotes maybe a short video of you sitting at your desk or something like that. Okay. So you want to be prepared to have these little sound bites, little bitty items that if they want to pull out, they want to pull out as well. With this wall street journal article, the message is very simple. The funeral profession does not think this article is fair. Does not think it was balanced. Does not think it tells the whole story, but the gist of the article was that there were 500 funeral homes that volunteered to be part of a program to make them better funeral professionals. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And what the FTC does with that information is what the FTC does with that information. There are 22,000 funeral homes, about give or take, in the United States. And here we have an issue about 500 of them. That's a pretty good ratio, even with just that. But those 500 of them said that they wanted to be better funeral homes. 
you can distill that down in just a few seconds if you if you feel that you need to. And that's the message. The funeral rule program from the FTC is a voluntary program that people enter in order to be better. And these funeral homes enter the program in order to be better. And that's a good thing. Okay. That'd be very easy for them to lift out and, and put in there. Um, it is very difficult dealing with the media at times. You know, they have sometimes uh, an agenda that they want to get out there because they think that's what are going to get them views. That's what's going to get them clicks. You know, people don't click on a, on a web page headline that says there isn't really a problem here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. They're going to want to click on something that piques people's attention. So even though you may talk for a long, long time, they're only going to pull out little bitty bits. So be careful about joking with them. Be careful about throwing something, you know, just casually out there because that might be what they pull out of that interview with you, which out of context might not sound very good. So watch out for that. We had a couple funeral homes uh, this last week where the local television station wanted to come out and take what they call B-roll, B-tape. That's where, that's the background stuff. That's just stuff they show. And they wanted to show a picture of a funeral home. And one funeral home uh, called me up and I talked to the reporter about it before it happened. And so it turned out to be fine because they they wanted to go out and take a picture of the funeral home when talking about these violations that the FTC put out a few weeks ago. Well, I said, well, you know, that funeral home didn't do anything wrong. As a matter of fact, no funeral homes in Missouri were part got got any of those warning letters. Missouri was part of the area that they were doing the phone canvassing for us, nor near as I can tell from what they sent out. But no Missouri funeral homes got hit. So if you on your television show, television newscast, show a picture of Don Otto funeral home while you're talking about violations, people who aren't paying attention or just glancing at the TV are going to think Don Otto funeral home was one of the people that was violated. So fortunately, this funeral, this reporter in this case understood that problem and said, okay, that's right. Okay, we won't, we won't take any pictures of anything that identifies you know, the, the particular funeral home or anything like that. So uh, that, that was at least that was better than having the name of the funeral home plastered behind them on a green screen or something like that. So so watch out for that as well. Again, if you get a call about it, if you're not comfortable with talking about them, tell them that in a nice way. Say, hey, I have somebody here that can, you know, maybe speak more intelligently about that. Uh, you can call me up and see if there's anything I can do to help you about that. Say it, it never sounds good when the reporter says we contacted the local funeral home about this issue and they said they had no comment. Although that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do in the real world, it doesn't come across well in a news broadcast or on a Web page or anything like that. I remember back when the uh, National Prearranged Services thing melted down. Uh, I went into a St. Louis television station and they did about a 20 minute interview with me. They used about five seconds of it. Fortunately, the five seconds they used was really good. <laughs> it was one of those little sound bites that I had was throwing out there that I knew would be perfect for them to lift out and put in if they did that. And sure enough, that's what they did. So again, if you have questions about either the Wall Street Journal article, there was a New York Times article uh, or about the uh, FTC 
press release that went out. Feel free to give me the call. I'll walk you through what I know about it. The National Funeral Directors Association just put out a press release dealing with the article. We're going to send you a link to that in conjunction with this uh, broadcast here. So take a look at that. That talks a whole lot about it, gives the National Funeral Directors Association's point of view on all this. And stay tuned because the suspicion is with these stories that are coming out in the last two weeks, that means that funeral rule is imminent. It's going to be coming out again and don't know what's going to be in it, but I'd be more than willing to bet somebody a cup of coffee. We're not going to like it. There's going to be things in there that don't make sense that are onerous. The question is how bad it's going to be. So when that happens, We'll be talking about it, and we'll have all that information for you out there. So, again, for the special Wednesday broadcast, we'll repeat it, send it out again on Friday for because we know some folks don't even pay attention or look to anything until Friday, at least pay attention to what I'm saying because they know I usually do it on Friday. So we'll send a reminder out then. But until next time, I hope you have a good holiday weekend. Hope you're able to uh, relax a little bit and enjoy what, at least today, is some nice weather here in Jefferson City. And as always, please stay safe.